as AI continues to grow, as security continues to blossom, that'll never go out of style. They, you know, the MSPs need to kind of ramp up their game and almost become part management consultant. Welcome to the Twins Talk Tech Leadership Podcast, where we highlight and explore the views of thought leaders and organizations across the tech industry. We're presenting topics on leadership, sales, and trends from our perspective as individuals and, of course, as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk Tech Leadership. From being a finalist to continuing their drive to be the final solution consultant partner for both VCIOs and virtual chief information security officers, also known by their acronym, VSOS, we are thrilled to engage with the innovator, a fellow podcaster, an influencer, and organizational leader. Brian Doyle, he's the co-founder and CEO of VCIO Toolbox, a unified platform for VCIOs and VCSOs to engage with their customers, build roadmaps, and serve as a guide for technology and how it fits within the organization. VCIO Toolbox consists of two core products, OnPoint Account Management and CyberAnts, which helps MSPs build cyber programs for their customers. VCIO Toolbox was also a Pitchit finalist. Pitchit is a 16-week accelerator program created by ConnectWise as a way to serve as an incubator for startup integration partners dedicated to the MSP community. Brian, welcome to the program. How are you today? I tell you, I think I'm overwhelmed first from that uh, that intro there. You know, I mean, th- that was great. Thank you so much. And uh, doing doing fantastic. How about both of you gentlemen? Well, great. Thank you very much. Wonderful. Just got off the phone with Microsoft, as you know, Brian, and nothing's more important right now than uh, having a conversation with you because I believe that what you are doing is a game changer for the MSP space, without a doubt. Well, we're trying, that's for certain, right? You know, and hopefully helping the market, you know, do a little bit better with their clients and, and you know, deepen those relationships. And that's really what our mission is. Now, this is Danny. And from time to time, Dave and I will make sure to let our audience know who's asking our amazing guests a question. And that gives our guests an opportunity to determine which twin is actually asking the question. And <laughs> I tell our guests and I tell the audience at the end of the day, if you do not know who asked the question, Listen to the question. If it comes across quite eloquently, you know it was Danny that sent it. So, Brian, <laughs> um, as David mentioned earlier, a couple of your products, I want to find out what actually inspired you to start VCIO Toolbox and what should our listeners and the MSP community know about your special offerings? Yeah, so, you know, what really inspired it was a, pr- a process we ultimately developed from a problem we had when we were an MSP. So I was about 16 years in that market space. And, you know, as we started our organization, it was about three years in where we started seeing that we were starting to see some churn and we were losing a couple of customers. Now, face value, we thought it was all about the cost, right? Because they did end up going to cheaper solutions. But when we really analyzed it and looked at our top level customers, the ones that we were doing well with, what we really saw is we weren't delivering value and thus we were looked at as a commodity. With our stronger relationships, we saw that we under we first had multiple points of contact within the organization. We weren't pigeonholed with one manager kind of, you know, guiding the entire ship and the entire relationship. The second thing was really that those customers, because we had multiple relationships, we really got to understand how they operated as a business. And it became really easy for us to tell them what the business value was going to be out of those projects. 
So we basically built this process um, for our internal use. We called it the power QBR, you know, whatever you want to call it is fine. But really, it was a process where we said, we really have to learn about our customers. We have to build a joint strategic plan with them. Ultimately, when we tie our roadmap to that plan, we want to not make it feel salesy, but lead them to making a more informed, more confident decision. And we did that by aligning things back to their business outcomes. And if we could show them where a business outcome came, one, they usually sold, bought a little bit quicker, but two, they stayed longer. Those were the relationships that grew. They were the ones that threw us more referrals or would, would guide us through that or act as a reference when we needed one. And, um, you know, when I came out of the MSP space, it was really simple. Hey, we've we've established this process. Can we, you know, can we build it into a tool that others can use and benefit from? Brian, this is David, and I'm glad you're touching on the niche that you saw, the need that you're addressing, and also just the importance of what I call great customer partnership. You're just building great partnerships with the customers that you served. They become your referral partners. They become your champions. I love that. I want to ask you something about your organization and how you came up with the name VCIO Toolbox. When I think of a toolbox, you could have a lot of tools to get the job done, but you may not need to bring a hammer to a place where you might just need a screwdriver. So talk about how you came up with the name VCI Toolbox. And then the other thing I want to ask you about is, is how do you help customers drive the right strategic outcome using the solution approach that you take? Yep. So in terms of the name itself, we had always planned on going beyond the quarterly business review. So within the system, we have a key account management module, a quarterly business review module, a governance risk and compliance module, and a customer feedback module we call CX for customer experience. And really, we're trying to take all the soft conversation that happens atop what you do from a service delivery side, you know, all that advising, all that direction that we provide and bring it into one platform. So when we hit the market, we opened up with QBRs. And obviously, the term virtual chief information officer, VCIO, had been pretty prevalent within the industry. I'd love to tell you that we were really smart in choosing that name, but we were also <laughs> looking at, uh, at uh, SEO value, right? And we knew that one of the easiest ways to get found when you were young, private, and, and upstart was making sure you're easy to find. And obviously, that keyword was very easy to find. It also helped the customers really just understand, hey, what is this platform for? It's for your VCIOs, right? Now, the toolbox part of it was just as I referred to, we knew we were going to be building different tools to really help every aspect of manage, you know, really account management and advisory services. And we see a huge market space opening up for that as we continue to move into uh, the next phase of technology, right? As AI continues to grow, as security continues to blossom, you know, that'll never go out of style. They, the MSPs need to kind of ramp up their game and almost become part management consultant. This is Danny. And I really like the last portion of your phrase. They need to up their game. You, you even mentioned earlier that you weren't pigeonholed because you had relationships uh, with other people besides one IT individual or one individual within an organization. Yeah. And I always believe that's great because the person you have a relationship with is crucial. You are relying on this individual to basically upsell you and sell your value through all the individuals within that organization. But imagine if that person isn't the only one talking about you. Imagine if there's yeah. multiple people within an organization talking about you. Imagine if it's the CFO talking about you, because now not only are you doing the IT, but you're actually sitting down and helping them understand the ROI behind the IT, the cost savings behind uh, keeping a cybersecurity breach from happening. All these things are very important. And that is what's going to get the customer to say, wow, you are awesome. 
you are amazing. And that's the reason why I'm telling all the people within our association about you. And what I mean by association, if you are a MSP and you are specialized in a specific vertical, specific industry, guess what? They all talk to each other. Just like when you go to a IT Nation conference, just like as you go to a DattoCon, a NerdioCon, a Robin Robbins event, it doesn't matter. You're there, you're going to see the same people over and over again, your same friends. And guess what you do? I don't have time to research thousands of material. Who do you recommend? And the same thing we're telling you today and why we have Brian here today, you as a MSP do not have the time to do everything. You need that toolbox of information, of go-to, of practices. You need that toolbox to help you so that you can add more value to your client. And that's why we're so grateful to have Brian on our podcast today. Now, Brian, can you dive into a specific success story where an MSP utilized VCI toolbox and it made a significant impact on that specific client that they're working with and how it helped them foster a long-term lasting and great relationship. So one of the things that we commit to is we can usually find you ROI on our subscription within the second QBR, if not the first, right? You know, just in projects you'll uncover. But a perfect example of what you were asking for is one of our uh, early customers came to me after doing their first business review. They decided to go in and do it with their largest client. This client had been sitting on some projects for a while, hadn't really been, you know, exercising it, that the the technology was aging. And of course, the MSP was getting concerned because vulnerabilities are real and those things would come back to bite them. So we worked very heavily in, in our North Star is building a joint strategic plan with the customer, one that they're taking part of the ownership in right up front. So they went through the exercise of building the joint strategic plan. Then that MSP went away, built out their road, you know, did a gap analysis, understood where the gaps were, showed where the gaps existed, built the technology roadmap, but then tied all those initiatives back to the strategic uh, plan. So the customer could really see underneath each goal, what are the projects that are going to help support it? And then on the backside, what are the individual goals that tie to each project so they could really understand the why? And he told me that Basically, the guys started saying yes to every project that he had to stop them after the 12th out of 20 projects they had outlined and said, that's all we can do for the next two quarters. So he actually reached a point where he filled filled his project pipeline so deeply, he had to tell the customer, stop, I can't take any more orders. And that was one of the biggest successes. But really what he said is it changed the mindset. They always thought of them as a commodity as somebody that was just fixing things, they didn't know that they wanted to be part of leadership and strategy with them. And by building this plan, they were able to answer questions that the customer couldn't answer for themselves because they didn't have the resources to do so. So that's probably one of the bigger success stories that I heard very early on. And I've heard very similar ones along the way. And we can certainly share some other stories of where people got past that single point of contact and other things that are blockers sometimes in the account relationship. We'll be right back after this short break. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Whether you are hosting a major conference, a specialized training, or a year-end corporate event, finding the right keynote speaker or breakout speaker should be at the top of your priority list. 
partner with Elite Speaker Services to book speakers according to your specifications and needs. Elite Speaker Services has the depth of speakers and the experience to bring you peace of mind and a successful event. Go to EliteSpeakerServices.com for all your event needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Are you an MSP looking to strengthen the relationships that you have with your clients? Look to reinforce your value by maximizing your QBRs. Simplify the approach by turning any account manager into a virtual CIO with the Humanize IT framework. Visit humanizeit.biz and start to create genuine human connections through better conversations rather than just presentations. Humanize IT. Are you someone who dreads public speaking? Does the mere thought of getting up in front of a crowd make you break out in a cold sweat? Well, fear no further because there's a solution that can help you overcome your fear and master the art of public speaking. Introducing our book, Talk It Up, a guide to successful public speaking. This comprehensive guide is perfect for anyone of any age in any profession if they want to improve their public speaking skills. Whether it's for a work presentation, a conference, a job interview, giving a toast at a wedding, or even a TED Talk. With Talk It Up, you'll learn how to craft and deliver a powerful speech that engages your audience and leaves a lasting impression. You'll discover techniques for controlling your nerves, protecting your idea, projecting your voice, using your body language, all to keep your audience engaged. Plus, you get tips on everything from creating an outline to using visual aids to managing a Q&A session. Imagine being able to speak confidently and being able to captivate your audience. With Talk It Up, you can become a skilled public speaker in no time. And the best part, it's available on Amazon. So you can start reading today and take your first steps to become a confident public speaker. Don't let your fear of public speaking hold you back any longer. Order your copy of Talk It Up today and start speaking with confidence. Brian, this is David. One of the things that is intriguing for me is when I hear about success stories, I tend to want to look online. What are the reviews? What are people saying? But then when you get to these conferences and you talk to different individuals and say, hey, do you know Brian? Do you know what VCIO Toolbox has done for us as an organization? Do you know what they're doing for our clients? That's when you really get the true ear to the ground insight into what's going on with the organization. I love that you've done that. That's encouraging. I, I want to ask you kind of an intriguing part of looking into 2024, how do you ensure that your organization is going to stay ahead of the curve? What are some things you're looking to do differently or how are you looking at 2024 as a, as a let's say, launch pad to building upon what you've established already? Yeah. So, you know, I'll kick off with, you know, even in the short time that we've been in this space now, we're just heading into our fourth year. It's expanded, right? There's more competitors, there's more people coming in, but one thing that doesn't change is philosophy, right? So when we built this out, rather than the concept of trying to keep up with the Joneses, we really said, we're going to look at the market. You know, not to tout my own horn by any stretch. I'm not smart. I follow people that are very smart in front of me. So we got into managed services pretty early in the process. We were only, it was 2002 when we bought our first monitoring system and really started changing that, that play. 
And, uh, you know, one of the things we had to wait for was the market to catch up a little bit. The, the customers didn't understand enough. So it took a couple of years to kind of make that transition. We had the same problem when I took on data centers as part of our organization with we started serving cloud services back in 2009. And that was still a little ahead of people really being able to do it. So it took a couple of years to catch up. When we came in with VCIO Toolbox, we knew we wanted to be a full-scale advisory platform, but we started with what the customer wanted at that point in time, and that was business reviews. But we already were listening to the analysts, listening to the people much smarter than me, going, where do they see this going to be in five years? And let's build to the five years. And one of the things that we really saw in 2023, and we're hoping to expand on in 2024, is very simply, MSPs see now that they've got to drive more value from a consulting layer. The days of break fix are behind us. Most of the cloud migration work that was heavy duty was completed during the COVID era. And now we're sitting here and with the advance of marketplaces and different buying cycles too, customers need new ways to engage with their clients and stay sticky. And building things like fractional VCIO and VCSO programs is the way to do that going forward. So that's a little bit of what we're pinning our hopes on in the market. The second one is really automation and integration. We are now bringing more and more systems into our platform dare I say, looking how to leverage AI because everybody's got their AI play, but you know, looking at ways to, to reduce some of the manual labor and really make this an easier process for the, uh, for the MSP, but giving them the tools so they can continually be consistent in how they show up and present to their clients. This is a, an interesting time, Brian, because when we think about the landscape of 2024, you're right. We're going to continue to ride that wave, AI, automation. How do, we, how do we integrate this within our solution set? How do we help our clients understand what tools they should be looking at, what they should be going after? And the fact that you say, look, we're the go-to organization for VCIOs. We're, we're going to help them understand how to apply the right tool set, what they need to be following. These are the things that we do, and we're going to make sure it's easier in 2024. That's awesome. I, I want to jump into something that's, that's really more up my alley. As a public speaking coach, I love speaking with leaders who understand the power of the voice, who understand how to use their influence to move the masses, who know how to present an idea, and you are doing that. And you did that. You were part of the pitcher program through ConnectWise, and you were a finalist. So all of us that were down there in this room that, in my opinion, was way too small. It needs to be on the main stage. Uh, we were I would love it probably, to be on the main stage. Yeah, we, we, we were about 250 people in that room. We were crammed in that room. It was too small. And so I'll make sure I'll talk to Sean Lardo and the ConnectWise team and say, look, you got to get us on the main stage. We've got to treat this like it is. It is a huge event. And it needs to be spotlighted. There were 26 organizations, Brian. You made it to the top three. I, I want to ask you, what, what does this mean for you as an organization to be recognized on that platform? And how was that journey for you? So the journey was amazing. And, and you know, where I can really get into some of the amazing is, you know, we start out, there's 26 groups. I'll be candid. We got into it because we wanted to get more exposure, of course. But more importantly, we wanted to start learning some of the things in the ConnectWise ecosystem we didn't know. So we went into it really not with, you know, it was kind of, hey, we've got six months that we can leverage this and maybe we get to the finals, right? You know, who knows what's going to happen? I saw a lot of great companies in there, certainly a lot of people I respect. And, uh, you know, even as we were going through the process, besides seeing great speakers like yourself, David, they brought 16 great speakers to help us kind of understand concepts within our business that sometimes, you know, startup owners don't know. All those things were great, but one of the biggest things that was great is they forced us to come on podcasts. Not that that was a big deal for me, but for some folks, it was their first exposure ever talking out loud. And, um, you know, and I only say that for me, not so people think I'm full of myself here. I do a podcast also called MSP Business School. So 
after 150 episodes, getting on podcast wasn't a big, big deal. But where it was a big deal is Sean Lardo hit us one day, surprise, first podcast that we were doing and said, let's do your 30 second pitch. And Tracy, I mean, uh, Tiffany over at Hackware dusted me. She did this amazing pitch, 30 seconds to the spot, dropped the mic and stepped away. You know, and I'm like, all right, so uh, I'm going to try to follow that up. But the other thing is our product's kind of complex and to get it down in 30 seconds. I got a minute pitch. I got a 10 minute pitch, you know, but didn't have the 30 seconds. Sean came when we came out of that, you know, besides Sean ribbing me because I did get dusted. You know, he said, hey, here's two things you got to refine. Those little statements throughout the process that, you know, that really helped us get, you know, with the different coaches we had really helped us get better. And I think that's really what we saw over time. No matter who it was in here, everybody evolved their story and their pitch over time. And sometimes it took something so little. You know, Sean said to me, you were an MSP for 16 years. Why are you not telling people that? And I'm like, I don't know, because most of us vendors came from the MSP side, right? And he's like, yeah, but that's going to instill trust. And it's those little things that you just don't think about that, you know, are part of you and you don't see it. So that was a big part of it. The other thing was really getting an opportunity to have people give you honest feedback too. Because one of the things that we were trying to understand is when will the market be totally ready for some of the concepts we're taking? And what we saw is our time and pitch it was completely parallel with the market now stepping up, taking a higher you know, touch in security and really looking to build the advisory piece. And we've seen a lot of, uh, you know, positive since that show. Brian, this is David, and I'm happy to hear that. And for a veteran like yourself to be able to say, look, I'm still learning, I'm still growing, I'm still refining. And that's so true. And I think for so many people, they can forget how important it is to refine your message for the audiences you're addressing, because not everybody's going to know what you provide, what you do, and we can't make assumptions. We have to know how we're going to present our best foot forward. And so I want to talk about brand recognition. Uh, how, How are you leveraging this experience with the Accelerator program, being on stage, that atmosphere? How are you leveraging this entire experience to propel VCIO Toolbox's growth and influence within our space? Yeah. So, you know, I'll be honest, while I I love to talk, I love to be the host where I'm asking people about their lives and less about talking about me. Um, That that was something I struggled with. And this gave me the confidence now to take more of a role as a influencer out in the market space. So when you talk about brand piece of it, obviously, this has helped us with branding. We've gotten more exposure. We've been able to go out to people and, and really, you know, bring them into our podcast and things like that, utilizing the BCIO toolbox brand. And they're starting to understand who it is. Obviously, we're even niche within a niche industry, right? Because not everybody is doing quarterly business reviews or VC so yet. So we've been able to expand and, and jump on that. ConnectWise has been a great resource. They're helping continue some of that exposure with us. The Invent Certified Program is definitely, for those that are not part of the Invent Certified Program and just part of the Invent Program, I will tell you for three years, I was in the Invent Program and I really didn't get much coming from ConnectWise. Now that we're in the certified program, I've actually seen leads come in through the system. So there is a benefit, you know, to, to being there. For next year, what we're really planning on is taking, you know, some thinking like a media company, right? When we're when we're talking about branding and going beyond the podcast, but building more, we've got a YouTube channel doing a little bit more of an audience. I do weekly coaching sessions and we're going to expand on those and really turn those into more 
collaborative events with our external users. And I'm going to, you know, do that. The other thing is now I feel much more confident to ramp up my speaking engagements as well. You know, I, I'm ready to be me on stage and not feel like I got to be behind just what we're, you know, the product itself. When you really look at a lot of the MSP products in the vendor territory today, it starts with the CEO led story, and then it becomes a bigger company once they start scaling. So those are, those are a few things. I'm open to new ideas, guys. So if you got any, hit me with them. <laughs> well, this is Danny. We definitely have ideas and would love to collaborate. One of the things that I was really happy to hear is when you said, Sean Lola said to talk about your story. You were an MSP. And even in this organization that we have today, this is, uh, I tell people, I was a former MSP. I owned my own MSP. I sold it. Uh, and I came back to the community because there was a need. The need in the community was soft-based skills. Yeah. And I know IT, I need help with sales. I know IT, I need help with pitching it. I know IT, but I need help with having a opportunity to build a rapport with the client. And this is why we came back, is to build and help with this particular area. Same with you when you came back as well, is that you created something that the MSPs needed. And it really takes one to know one. It really takes one to, who's been in their shoes to understand that I am one client away from not making payroll or I'm one client away from actually having to think about going under or file for bankruptcy. I'm, I'm afraid of losing this, this client. So I'm going to go lower than what I normally offer. We all have these fears and we know exactly what it's been like. And that's why we're here to ensure that not only are you providing the right value to the MSPs, but the MSPs can feel good about what they're doing and not feel like they're just skating by. One of the things I think I've read recently was a post you did in Thanksgiving that really talks about the gratitude and the collaboration within the tech community and what we've heard today about what you've done in the pitch competition, what you've done to build up your brand and why you entered it and how it's been so, so amazing for you. I kind of think that it's not just a Thanksgiving that's been great, something to be grat to have gratitude in, but it's that community support that you've really embraced. Talk a little bit more about why more people should embrace the community and how that can really help bring value, not only to their lives, but to their practice as well, because I see that you guys have done that. Well, I'll start, you know, I'll start first from the MSP point of view, right? And why you should be in community there. And then I'll share a little bit of mine personally. You know, from the MSP point of view, your competition could also be your cooperators, right? When I was an MSP, if I had skill sets that were missing, if I needed, you know, go back to the days of senior level Cisco talent, right? I couldn't employ some of those high-level Cisco guys. I didn't have enough work to justify the salary. So we partnered with other like-minded, um, you know, MSPs in our region with the agreement that we weren't going to compete, you know, on specific deals. You know, if we found ourselves in the same deal, hey, all bets are off. But, you know, if we knew somebody was in there, we, you know, we certainly were going to do that. And it helped us build our roster early when we were only a, you know, three-man, four-man shop and look like a 10-person shop right away. The other thing is this industry and MSPs know it and you hear it from anybody that's been in a peer group. They learn from each other. Everything you talked about, Danny, about all the problems we faced, I'll throw collections into that mix too, right? And everything that we faced that could cause hardship, all your peers have gone through it too. So if you can find a peer community to be a part of, everybody is really willing to help each other. It's a different industry. We don't need to own the market to be successful, right? We don't need to have 500 customers as an MSP to be successful. Find a core 20 at a good billing rate and you probably got a pretty good, uh, 
you know, MSP running for yourself. So it opens the opportunity to collaborate and share. And that's one thing the MSP community has been great about. For me personally, you got to build an ecosystem of trust around you. You can't get out there. You can't amplify the velocity of your brand fast enough without other people being there, especially privately held, right? What's the number one reason people go out and get money? Because they need it for marketing. So when you're doing it guerrilla style, you've got to build an ecosystem of people. And it's, you know, and then look at the analysts again. Jay McBain talks about ecosystems all the time. And uh, I think actually during our pitch it session, he showed us that the ecosystem for vendors, he only had to be in 2,100 different places. And the message he was trying to say to you is, you can't be everywhere. Pick two, go deep, and really become a part of those things. So, you know, for me, when I look at gratitude, it's thanking those that are helping me and continually reinforcing that we don't do this alone. It's not about Brian Doyle at BCIO, my partner Ken at BCIO, or the team we have. It's the people around us. Our customers are using the tool and speak nicely about us. The people that are in the industry that are willing to give us shout outs. But more importantly, how can we help them too? Because teach a man to fish, as they say, they'll, they'll eat for life. And by getting connected with everybody and being there and shouting out for their accolades too, it helps. So that's my soapbox. I'll get off it now. <laughs> no, Brian, that, this is Danny. Once again, that is amazing. And I'm really happy to hear the excitement and the happiness that you have when you're, when you're speaking about the community, when you're speaking about the value, because that is the passion. And, yeah. and just like Jamie Bain said, look, you can try to be everywhere at once. And we've seen startups. They receive funding in the SaaS space. They try to do everything all at once, and then they burn through the cash, and they're done. But then we've seen startups who really focus on the one or two areas, as as Jay said, and as you just mentioned, and that's how they they actually just blossomed and grew, and the community grew, and the community amplified them, and that's where they made their their voices heard. Now, I want to go back to the fact that you said something earlier that this was good for you. You love to speak, but at the same time, being a host of your own podcast now asking deep questions to allow someone else to be able to have their voice be heard. But you also mentioned the YouTube series as well. So I would like you to talk about your podcast, YouTube series, just real quick in a very short time that we have left. But also, what did you learn about yourself by launching the podcast, by launching the YouTube? What did you learn more about who Brian Doyle is? Well, biggest thing is getting comfortable just like this, right? You know, talking to a camera, especially if you're talking alone and doing something that's by yourself can be very daunting. And now it's become second nature. And I think, you know, COVID, unfortunately, you know, the benefit that came out of COVID, I think most of us got comfortable with the camera. MSP Business School, we launched as a passion project. We wanted to share things that we learned in the industry and bring in people that are in the industry, both on the vendor and MSP side to share their stories. Our format's pretty simple. Tell us about you and how you got into MSP. Tell us about a situation that changed your trajectory, good or bad, right? That's the core. Obviously, the conversation travels from there, and it's been a lot of fun. But what I'm realizing now is I've gone through Pitch It and that people want to hear some of my thoughts. And that's amazing to me, right? Because I think we all wrestle with imposter syndrome at some point in time, no matter how long you've been doing it. But you got to remember, I got 20 years of this plus under my belt, probably plus plus. Once you get to that point, you've just learned, you've been kicked down enough to be able to share those stories and people need to hear that how you got kicked down and how you overcame it. Cause that's the stuff they're wrestling with today. So we're, you know, really I'm coming at it into the new year is I want to help people become better advisors. 
Very simply point, if their mission is to become closer to their customers and bring more value to their customers, that's what I want to be speaking about throughout 2024. Whether that dovetails to the security side or the account management side, it's all relationship. And that's really, you know, going to be my mantra, my platform, and that's where I'm looking to grow. This is David, Brian, and I think why I love the question Dan asked is sometimes during that journey, we can get lost as to what we're getting out of it. We're trying to give so yeah. much into how we're going to point to other people, what they need to hear, all the tips and tricks and speeds and feeds. And what about us? We have a niche. And what brings you great joy is seeing that what you share, your story, it does matter. It does make a difference, and it can resonate with that certain listener, with that certain MSP owner, with that certain organization to say, wow, I really appreciate what Brian shared. I'm not just a fan anymore. I'm an advocate for what he's pushing out there. And I love that you found your voice. I love that you're seeing yourself in this space saying, I could be that influencer for the right reasons, and that's awesome. So thank you for not succumbing to imposter syndrome, for not thinking, <laughs> well, I don't have anything to offer. No, you you, you are amazing. You have incredible experience, incredible history. I, I want to touch on uh, your, I, I think this is your most recent episode, at least one that I, 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 recent, I listened to last week, and it was on how to help MSPs look at 2024. And the title you had was The Four Steps that you could do to crush the close of 23. Yes, we're thinking about 2024, but we got to finish out the year. Can you touch on the strategies that you shared for MSPs? Yeah, so hopefully I'll remember all four of them, you know, as we talk today. But, you know, the, the, really simply put, right, for MSPs, you're getting near the end of the year. You know, as we're recording this, really, we're right on top of the holiday. But, hey, if you didn't go out and close up your pipelines and get all those people whose budgets run out at the end of the year and take whatever money they have... <laughs> Uh, you missed the opportunity because a lot of these folks have that spend or lose type of budget in their business, especially the not-for-profit world. So number one was make sure you're closing all those hardware deals, all those things that are out there, setting your project load up. So January 1, your team's hitting the ground running with things to do and services to build, right? So that was the first one. The second one was think about your account relationships a little bit deeper. And in those, you know, there are tools out in the marketplace. I'm a big fan of, if you guys are familiar with it, the business model canvas, right? Um, you know, this is something that most of us in tech didn't get to see, but if you ever went through an MBA program, it, it was in your face. Use it for tech. Do a mapping of your customer, what their value prop is, how they go to market, and how they operate. You're going to find security holes they didn't, you didn't, you can't find in a traditional framework assessment. That's opportunity. You're going to figure out how they're going to market, and you're going to see ways you can extend tools they have to be more productive and efficient. That's an opportunity. And those things are going to bring you closer to your customer and help you better communicate internally. So really, we talked about build a better account strategy so you know what you're going to do with each customer and your team's more aware of what your customers do. Um, you know, the third one was really start thinking about what you want, you know, what you're going to attack. And basically, I think it was develop your top. This was one of Rob's, Rob Rogers, who does the podcast with me as well. His, I think it was developing your tech top 50. If you don't know who you want to prospect going into the new year, you better you better figure that out, right? If you're just dialing for dollars aimlessly, you're making a mistake. Who are those 250 people you want to get to? Where do they live? What shows do they go to? How can you get in front of them in person and not just behind a phone or an email, right? So it was it those were some of the tactics. These are things that, you know, that we live through. Like, you know, I do the podcast with Tim McNeil and Rob Rogers from Sales Maturity and OSR Manage and uh 
you know, they're great on the customer acquisition side. And some of those tips are, and strategies come from some uh, experiences they went through. And then, of course, we've got ours on the account management and relationship building side. Brian, and thank you so much for just being so humble about it. Say, so look, we did that a few weeks ago. We're, we're trying to help support MSPs as you guys close out the year. There are things you got to know. The last couple of weeks of the year, you want to secure those leads, the deals. You want to get those closed. You want to think about the top 50 going forward. You want to be creative in your sales cycle and your sales process. I love these things that you're putting out there. And it's important for us to think about how do we wrap up to feel great about the launch for this upcoming year. And thank you for sharing that. I do want to ask you something about an, an, a component of your website that I went to and I noticed you had something on there called VCIO Toolbox University. What can clients expect from this self-learning platform that you've created? And why is it important to be able to put something out there like this as a resource? Yeah, so the university actually sits inside the application, right? So basically when you go in there, there's obviously tools to help you get started. There's a lot of horsepower in VCIO Toolbox, but you know, if you start in a single point, we have very easy guides so you can see step-by-step, button-by-button what you got to do. That's the simple stuff. But what we really believe in is that we're not selling you a, a product. We're selling you a process that you need to embed into your business. And this needs to, to be expanded upon. So in the university, we have other types of learning, too. We have a program called the Office of VCIO which really borrows from the enterprise concept of having the office of CEO that has program managers and project managers that sit beneath it. And really that the VCIO role is not a one-person role. It's a company-wide role. Your engineers have to participate. Your executive teams have to be participating. Your VCIO is, of course, in it. And then your security analysts need to be a part. And collectively, you're going to bring the advice to the teams that you need to. So we have a training on that. We have a training on the Power QBR process, which in its simplest gives you the steps to drive this process, but also reinforces you can't do this like your exams in college. No studying the night before you're done. You need to do this four weeks in advance and start building your reports so you can identify the gaps and fix them before you have to go face the customer if the gaps that you own, right? So we teach a lot about how to run the operation as well. And then every Tuesday, I have an open coaching course. It's not just for VCIO Toolbox customers. Yes, some weeks it's about advanced theories inside the tool, how to use specific features. But then we talk about how to comp VCIO compensation, as an example, was one week and how to compensate a VCIO. What should a VCIO's load look like? How many accounts can they carry? How are you going to talk more strategically to your customers? So we try to teach you the soft skills in our coaching sessions as well. They're a simple half-hour coaching session with an ask me anything at the end. And that's become one of our biggest catalysts to really helping people take this from being a tool-based process into a oh, it's a me process, and this tool just really helps me organize things and make it repeatable. We'll be right back after this short break. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Elite Public Image is a leader in strategic communications and marketing solutions, ranging from public relations, brand communications, and content marketing strategy to social media and reputation management for businesses, professionals, and VIPs of all types. Whether you're looking to develop a particular brand or need a brand refresh, look no further than Elite Public Image. Visit ElitePublicImage.com and let Elite put their experience to work for you. Are you an MSP looking to strengthen the relationships that you have with your clients? Look to reinforce your value by maximizing your QBRs. 
Simplify the approach by turning any account manager into a virtual CIO with the Humanize IT framework. Visit humanizeit.biz and start to create genuine human connections through better conversations rather than just presentations. Humanize IT. Are you tired of struggling to keep your team motivated and engaged? Do you wish there was an easier way to develop your employee skills and build a high-performing team? Well, look no further than Mercury Learning Library and Coaching. If you're a tech company that values happy, high-performing teams and leaders, Mercury is the solution you've been looking for. You'll have access to online training, bi-weekly group coaching to power up your employees, their skills, their leadership skills, their sales, and public speaking. And for CEOs and business owners, we have an offer exclusive just for you. It is a training track to help you lead your company to success. Here's the thing. Your employees want to grow and develop. They want to be motivated and engaged at work, but it's not always easy to know where to start. That's where Mercury comes in. We provide specific development tracks for managers, employees, and HR leaders to help them achieve their goals and reach their full potential. Hey everybody, I'm Christina and I'm a brand and image strategist where we consult you on how you're coming across, how your total brand, um, social media, the way you speak, the way you look, the way uh, your website looks, and it's all important in encompassing especially effective communication. So I have a book that I'd like to recommend. This book called, called Talk It Up by David and Danny Sue Brown does exactly that. It goes step by step and it tells you exactly what you need to know. It is very easy to follow. It will boost your confidence. It will help you communicate effectively to your audience. Ryan, this is Danny, and I, I really appreciate that summary, and I think that's so well suited. What I hear along the way, and we talked about the imposter syndrome, we talked about getting to know yourself. Man, you really know yourself. You really know yourself, and you're really embracing your past of being an MSP to an owner, having a peer group, anyone's, anyone can be a part of it, because you're really giving back the value to the community. And we talked about community. I want to go to something that people may not talk about often, family. and yep. I'm a, I'm a dad girl. I have nothing but girls in, the, in, in my family, and I love my girls. Um, even with our au pair, I'm, I'm numbered in the household, right? <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the only guy, and my girls want a dog for Christmas. I said, okay, I got to get a boy dog. <laughs> There's too many girls in the household. But talk a little bit about your, your background and how being a dad girl has been a blessing for you, and then actually having a great supportive wife who allows you to have these crazy ideas and run with them. Talk yeah. about that, because I think that so many times we forget as a co-founder or CEO of our own organization, we have a great support network outside the community, which is our own family she supported us along the way. No, you're hitting very big on that one, right? It's all about partnership in, in regards to that. You know, we talk about our business partners, but your life partners at home are a big part of this as well. I was fortunate that uh, my wife is a teacher, which means good health insurance, which means you can get a little crazy on the other side of the ledger, right? She's got a little job security and a little bit of uh, in the health insurance. So that allowed us to kind of really take off. But more importantly, 
being a girl dad, it's also setting the foundation of showing what hard work looks like, that it's not all about success, that sometimes there are some uh, some down periods. It's given me some flexibility to do some things that we needed to do within our family that I couldn't have done if I held a traditional eight to five job as well. Um, you know, that's probably the biggest benefit about being in software. You can cascade all time zones and you can shift for that. But in terms of being a girl dad, one of the biggest things that I wanted to teach was some things that really never hit me when I was younger. And part of that was most of that was my fault. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to be, even if I, when I was going to college. I didn't have a lot of exposure to a lot of different careers. My father was in sales. My mother ran a small security firm. And uh, that's all I really knew. I've made sure that over the years that through the networking that I've done, that my daughters get to meet people in other walks of life. I don't want them feeling they have to do what I do, but I want, and I want them to seize and take any opportunity they can. So I've really made sure that they've been exposed to it. My daughter for a period of time had a little health issue. We were doing a lot of driving together. She wrote all my emails when I was in the car, you know, I would dictate to her and it sounds so simple. But when I started seeing the emails she was writing to her teachers, when she was looking to negotiate, I'm like, Oh, some of that rubbed off, right? So I think, you know, a big part of being a dad, whether it's girl dad or boy dad, is just opening your kids' eyes to things that they might not find on their own. And that was my biggest mission when I got into this. And having the job I have lets them see a little bit more than they normally would, because I can show them behind the covers that it's not just selling a product or building a product, it's finance. Hey, by the way, look how much insurance costs and all those good things that, uh, you know, I didn't really understand until I was probably in my mid 20s. <laughs> this is Danny. And one of the things I really think is amazing is whether we know it or not, our kids really watch us intently. And pretty soon they start picking up some of our behavior patterns, good or bad. And the good ones that, that your daughters have picked up and the ability to take what they've learned and apply it to their current life is actually setting them up to have a better stance to be able to articulate what they believe in when they get older. And what I've seen now is that a lot of younger of the younger generation have a hard time to be able to articulate in a clear thought what they think, why they think they think the way they think and what they want to do. And the fact that they're being able to learn how to dictate the right way, how to articulate emails, understand the structural pattern is only going to help make their lives better, even to the point where they may want to become an entrepreneur, just like their father. Okay. One of the things that I think is interesting about my household is my wife is also an entrepreneur. She's a, a business executive coach. She has a background in, in organizational management, and then she put it to, to executive management where she helped women executives break through the glass ceiling. And a lot mm -hmm. of her clients were clients at AWS, at Amazon. Microsoft, she worked with a lot of clients like that. And my youngest daughter and my oldest daughter have the same mindset. They say, I say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'm thinking, hey, they want to be like dad. You know, he's an entrepreneur. And she said, no, we want to be the boss lady. And that's what they yeah. call my wife, the <laughs> boss lady, because, she, you know, she's the boss of her own company. So I love that, the, the ability to build a bond. But at the same time, it's, it's structurally helping your children, hopefully one day, uh, be able to be in a position where they feel empowered to make a decision whether or not they want to have their own business or if they want to go after the world. So I think that's amazing. I think that's awesome. And mm -hmm. the fact that you have a wife that supports you through this amazing process cannot beat that. So if you have a partner out there today and you have a dream that you're going after as an entrepreneur, remember, it's not just the community or part of that helps you. It's the, it's the people that people don't see that also help you. And I want everyone to be happy about that as we go into the holiday season. 
I want to thank Brian and I want to say thank you for coming on our podcast. We are grateful that we have an opportunity to work with you more in the future. And I want to let our audience know if you want to know about VCI Toolbox, it is a unified platform for account managers, VCIOs, VCSOs, which Dave talked about earlier, and technology leaders. Brian has the solution that's going to give you more value to give to your clients. It's going to make life a little bit easier for you. So VCIO Toolbox, they help MSPs, MMSPs, which is the Managed Security Services Partners, providers identify technology gaps. This is why it's so crucial to sit down with your clients, have that QBR, sit down and talk to them because having that conversation will allow you to discover great opportunities to add more value to their lives. Whether it's big or small, it doesn't matter. The whole point is your client is going to appreciate you having a great conversation with them. To learn more about Brian, please connect with him on LinkedIn. Follow his uh, podcast, the MSP Business School Podcast. And then, of course, visit vcitoolbox.com. Brian, thank you once again for joining David and myself on the Twins Talk Tech Leadership Podcast. We appreciate you. Have a fantastic day. You too, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. This was a lot of fun today. Welcome to the Twins Talk Tech Leadership Podcast, where we highlight and explore the views of thought leaders and organizations across the tech industry. We're presenting topics on leadership, sales, and trends from our perspective as individuals and, of course, as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk Tech Leadership.